Troops, here we are. It's another Corona 19 podcast special. Uh, and I'm very privileged to be joined by uh, a woman who's at the forefront of mountain leading, um, based down in Snowdonia. It's Helen Howe from uh, Snowdonia First Aid. And Helen, what's your second business? Snowdonia Mountain Skills. So running things like the mountain leader training, mountain yeah. leader assessment, also winter skills, um, navigation days, refresher days for mountain leaders, lots of stuff. <laughs> cool. Um, first of all, how are you coping in the current climate? <clears throat> um, yeah, staying positive, coping pretty well. I mean, it's frustrating not being out in the hills because I'll be out most weeks, most days, um, apart from when I'm teaching first aid. Uh, but yeah, trying to be as positive as I can. So be running a business, sometimes you just don't get time to get on with all the small stuff like your accounts and yeah. your bookkeeping <laughs> and <laughs> responding to lots of emails and all that sort of thing. So I'm trying to use it as a real positive get ahead with the accounts this year so that, um, yeah, when we finally start up again, whenever it is, we can hit the ground running and uh, not have to worry about all the extra admin that normally would be getting in the way. Yeah. Um, so what got you into the, well, hills, walking, mountain leading, and obviously further further qualifications from that? All right. Quite long story um, my family have always been into the hills so oh. my dad used to take me up mountains when I was a kid I think I did Scarfell Pike when I was about either six or eight years old I'm not sure which nice. and he took us down Mickledore in the days <laughs> when you still actually scree run it um, wow. and we scree ran down it which was absolutely fantastic I think now if you go back there where we, where there was scree there are some crags now because <laughs> it's all got displaced uh, oh, so wow. we're not admit the old days of scree running but all mountaineers used to back then um and i remember him swearing us to secrecy not to tell my grand because she'd have <laughs> killed him if she knew where he'd taken us but mum and dad had us out in the yorkshire dales because we were lo- lucky enough to live in lancashire so we were up in the yorkshire dales every weekend yeah um, we had family up in the lakes so we were able to go up there then we graduated to Scotland um, so that was a family side of it I then went on Christian youth camps up in the lakes as a teenager right. okay. and we were out they, there were specific outdoor camps so we we're up in the hills and that's the point at which I think I got the love really for myself rather than because I was being forced to do it by yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's actually why I became a leader yeah because I thought yeah I like the look of what these guys at the top are doing they're leading us in the hills so I um, got my ML qualifications. But back in the days when I did my ML, um, there weren't all the freelance jobs that you have now. It was um, either outdoor local authority centres or it was um, you were teaching. So I ended up doing a geography teaching degree and uh, or PGCE anyway, and um, then used my geography in the school to become involved with DOV, some expedition, nice. geography field trips, etc. Um, but in the meantime, just every time I had the chance, I was out in the mountains. And while I was at uni, I actually joined the mountain rescue team up in Teesdale, and then 
moved back to Lancashire when I moved back to Lancashire, which got me out in the hills even more. Oh, that's it. That's interesting. Um, Teesdale's not too far from 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 where I am, and um, I should hope so with that accent. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I spend and I spend a lot of time on either in in Weirdale or Teesdale. Um, oh, yeah. And actually, I think low level um, navigation can be a lot harder than than being up high and just going across ridge lines. What's your what, what was your favourite part of Teesdale? Where did you get to? Oh, one of my favourite walks was um, from Lowforce. Actually, when we were at oh. university, I was in the hiking club mm-hmm. at uni in Durham, and we used to walk from Lowforce all the way across to um, dropping down into Cumbria. Is it Dufton? Dufton, yeah. Yeah, and hike up Nick. So wow. it was really going all the way up from high low force, high force, up past um, oh, Cow Green. Cow Green Reservoir, yeah. Snout. Yeah, yeah Colgan right. Snout, yeah. Yeah, yeah awesome. Uh, across the, yeah, across the tops there. Uh, sometimes in really bad mist, which was interesting. But it, I, I know what you mean about the low level nav, because on the mountains you can use the slopes. If you're down in lowland areas, trying to navigate your way through all the... Um, Ah, oh, the bad vegetation, sometimes well overgrown, paths which don't exist. They're there on the map, but they're yeah. not on the ground, yeah. um, etc. And it's funny, quite a lot of the big mountain rescues or some of the old big mountain rescue incidents have been from people getting it wrong at the beginning of the day. Yeah. And then in the wrong valley right at the beginning of the day, but then spending the rest of the day trying to make the map fit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they've been in the wrong glen or the wrong yeah. valley, um, it's a dead it's a dead interesting place. Um, High Force is is a really truly stunning place. Um, I feel like a bit of uh, health and safety's took over in the last sort of two years, and uh, there was a real beauty spot where, which someone's kindly put a horrible iron fence um, oh, sort of on the very edge of the rocks. So where you could get that brilliant sort of landscape photo of the force, now there's this awful, there's this awful fence. Um, but I, I love it through there and sort of um, on the Pennine Way and, and Cauldron Snout is, is a fantastic um, formation. It's like we couldn't design that if we tried, could we? Like the way it looks no, and the little scramble crazy. on the side. It's, it is incredible. I'll tell you what, though, it's a shame. Britain goes OTT with health and safety. I yeah. did quite a bit of working in Iceland, um, running schools field trips out there for NST. Cool. And uh, the Icelanders, they, they put up a few signs. Their safety railings normally are iron bars stuck in the ground with ropes. Yeah. And there's lots of signs saying you'll get your hand boiled off if you go past this place <laughs> or whatever. And they they don't respond by having huge safety signs. And once in a while, a tourist dies because they don't follow the rules. But um, Account- they, they think yeah. that's nature. <laughs> accountability, accountability, Helen. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Um, no, it's uh, we're, I, I'm very lucky, and I'm, I'm very lucky that I've sort of got my own little uh, community up here of people who want to travel all over the UK and and, and go in the mountains. And, and see all these um, beautiful things. Um, where would you say, is you, have you got a favourite mountain? Oh, flipping egg. Um, hard to say. I've got quite a few mountains I absolutely love. It would be more mountain areas. Torridon, I right. absolutely adore Torridon. Um, places like 
uh, Glen Shield, South Shield Ridge, and the Five Sisters of Kintail. Um, that whole Glen Affrit, Mulladoch, Glen, um, Glen Shield, and Torridon, probably mm -hmm. at Assint. If you go up to places like Assint with um, Sutherland, with Sullivan, Culmore, um, Benmore, Assint, etc., I couldn't choose a favourite. I've just got to say that whole northwest of Scotland is just absolutely awesome and gobsmacking. Yeah, I've I've not I've not done too much up in Scotland. I've got a love for Galloway. Um, I, I call it Mini Scotland. It's like the secret Scotland because everyone obviously goes past it to go up to sort of all, all the big hotspots and sort of. Yeah, yeah. For those people who've never been to Galloway, it, you know it is a stunning place and. Um, that that's a hard, that's a good, really good place to nav because there's no paths. Like there's like one path going up the Merrick, and then it's a there and back path. So if you want to try and make like a day out of it, you have to be able to sort of um, pick your own route and, and and obviously doing your mountain leader teaches you that skill of like how to descend off a mountain where there isn't a conventional path where it's not going to be mega steep where it's going to be like well hold on to your pants. Uh, sort of. <laughs> have so, you been across? To the Devil's Bowling Green over there as well. No, no, I haven't. The Devil's. I'm going to write that down. The Devil's Bowling Green. I'm, I like that. What, what does uh, that entail? That, well, you access it from Glenshrew. I think you could do it in a big, big day from Merrick. Right. Um, but it's uh, if you go all the way up the Glen and then turn north. I remember some lock. I can't remember the name of it. It's years since I was right. there. But then you've got the Devil's Bowling Green, which is this glacially scoured um, rock flat rock with various little boulders on it. Oh, um, nice. So the locals called it the Devil's Bowling Green because it looks like someone's been bowling. Oh, there. right. No, that, well, look, that's why we do podcasts because it's always good to, <laughs> to, 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 to share information. Um, what, what are you hoping once this is all finished and we, we all get out of lockdown, as a society and as, a, as someone who teaches and, and upskills people in the mountaineering community, what are you hoping we learn from this crisis? Oh, gosh. Um, to be more in tune with nature, I'm not going to say that coronavirus is being caused by not being in tune. I mean, the Chinese, if, if that's where it has come from, they have always eaten wild animals. Not that I approve of it, but that's what's been happening. Um, I just hope people just have a bit more respect for nature. I mm -hmm. want one of the things we've noticed locally. I live in Snowdonia. The place yeah. is in lockdown. It's beautiful at the moment. It'd be great to be out there, but at the same time, pardon my French, we're not getting the shit around the car parks. And I mean that literally mm -hmm. um, over the last two years since the great outdoors has become very, very popular with the masses. And I don't yeah. want to sound elitist here, but it's suddenly become acceptable for people to drop litter. It's just become the norm. It's been the norm to shit literally on human paths. Yeah. So once I was walking up the pig track and less than half a kilometre from the car park, there was a human turd right oh, in the middle wow. of the um, If you walk around our car parks in Clamberis a lot of the time, there's human muck and yeah. toilet paper, even on the car parks. So whether people will have a bit more respect and not do that sort of thing when they come back, um, I don't know. I sincerely hope so. I also hope people have learned not to be as wasteful because I think certainly not so far in our area, but I know where my aunt lives, she said um, the, they can't collect the recycling anymore. 
um, mm. because they are concentrating on trying to get rid of the waste from hospitals and deal yeah. with all that and make yeah. that a priority. And I'm just hoping people become a bit more careful with the amount of waste they're creating as a result of all this. Yeah, no, it's a, that's, a, that's a great point. Um, people panicked, didn't they? Fear spread and people went bananas in regards yeah. to buying stuff that they didn't need or they didn't want. And um, I, I wonder where this... Um, I wonder where this new joy passion came from for the outdoors. Um, for, for me, and maybe it's like a lot of people, I ended up on a national three peaks um, by hook or by crook. And that's what got me into the outdoors. Um, now probably purists probably don't, well, I don't want to say don't like the national three peaks, but a lot of people get introduced to sort of Ben Nevis, Snowdonia and um, Snowdon by by the National Free Peaks. And, and I think that's where the volume comes from, isn't it? And I, and I know um, Wasdale gets absolutely hammered and, and, and that valley itself, like getting in there is that one single road. And I know the National Trust has, has made an effort to improve the toilets down there and, and the car parking facilities. Um, what, what What's your take? Is it Has it gone too far, these National Free Peaks stuff? Or it just has to be done... In a better way. I know some very good companies run them and, and run them really well. I think it's when these big challenge events go on and it's it's about it's about volume over over sort of um, style is what I'd use, I think. Yeah, it's it's easy to be elitist. And I know in the early days of when the National Three Peaks was really taking off locally. Um, a lot of us locally sort of frowned on it and then mm. we thought hang on there are all these mountain leaders coming in from outside the area getting the money for running it in our area so we got more involved uh, and it changed my view of it because I met a lot of people like yourself who yeah um, that was their introduction to the outdoors some who'd lost four stone yeah get fit to do the three peaks and they were saying this is amazing I, I'm going to keep walking from now on and to me, that's fantastic if it means they've, so long as they're in tune with nature as well. So yeah, yeah. as mountain leaders, it's our role to try and say to people, look, if you drop all this litter, then just imagine what it's going to be like at the end of the summer when, if every single group drops that litter. Um, so it's a case of educating people. But mm. I think it's fantastic that more people are getting out and enjoying it. Um, because I think the more they see it, they enjoy it, the more they're going to look after it. Um, so to me, it's fantastic. What I'm not as keen on, I've got to admit, are the sort of big triathlon outdoor type events which take place in the mountains where mm. you can get sometimes 600 people at one go running a single footpath mm. in the mud um, and they are dropping litter because they're dropping their glucose packets yeah. and things like that. And I think that hammers... Um, the landscape a lot more than a minibus load arriving to do the Flamberis path. Yeah. So whatever time, what we always try to say to people, if you're doing the three peaks, especially if you're doing it from Flamberis, um, because of the times they arrive, and especially also not just the three peaks, sunrise and sunset events, which yeah, are the latest sort of info. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, we just try to say to people, look, if you're on Victoria Terrace, this is a housing estate technically um and some of the people in these houses are having to do shift work some are mm. having to get up in the morning to go to work so just keep the noise down no, and res respect the locals for that yeah no that's um 
that that's interesting. Um, there's a girl down there who's a quality mountain leader uh, called Honesty Cooper. Um, I don't know if you if, if you know or you've met her, but um, she she leads events for me down in North Wales, and and I remember her saying, "I want to run an event in North Wales, but I don't want it to be on Snowdonia. Like I want it to be like there's so much more to North Wales yeah, than, than Snowdonia." And we, we took people on a right adventure, and people were like, "Oh, I've never been here before, and I've never been there before." And it was a fan. It was a fantastic cruise. Um, yeah. And like, and, and people say to me like, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to go to the lakes this weekend." Um, do you think I should do Scarfell? I'm like, nah. nah. <laughs> go, go and do go go and do something. Go and do something a little bit different. Go go and fa- go up Skid or go go Blancafer or Helvellyn or, or or go a different way. Do you know what I mean? Like, do uh, Scarfell from the Langdales. Or yeah, something. that. Do you know? Yeah, I'm glad you've mentioned that. Um, from the Langdales is a proper adventure. Like uh-huh. it is a. And, and you won't see anyone until like the sort of meetup points. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you, you'll have it. You'll, you'll have it all yourself. And it's it's the same with when I do Blencaffra. I always go sort of from the Mug Risedale side because no one ever goes from that side. And you can just pick a route up and over Bannerdale Crags and go that way or down through the valley until you sort of hit Sharp Edge and then you you meet all the crowds again. But yeah. <laughs> and this is why I always encourage people to to become. Um, competent with map and compass as I, be, I said because it opens you up to have the ability yeah. any weather within reason to, to have the confidence to go and have an adventure and, and stay off these well well trodden um, beaten tracks um, on your on your side of it obviously you you run mountain leader training and mountain leader assessments um, what sort of people would you say now turn up to do have you seen a change in in age groups and sexes how how's it looking in the last sort of time that you've been teaching it actually pretty mixed all the way across from you get people who are older um say in the 50s even 60s yeah. we've had some six people in their 60s to do assessments um and training because they, they just want something new in life you get younger people, you get some who just want to work as, I hate to say it, as MIAs and you've got to do your ML to be an MIA. Right, so okay. actually don't have that much interest in walking some of them. They're just mm. into, I've got to get this box ticks, ticks so yeah, I can okay. get into my climbing and do that. <laughs> um, you've got others who want a career change. They've worked in the city or they've done what they see as pretty, not dead end jobs, but maybe yeah, boring yeah. jobs. Yeah. And they now want to change and they just want to make their hobby into their career. Um, so it's all sorts of shape sizes coming out, um, doing their MLs. And obviously, um, as a woman who instructs in the mountains, would you like to see more and more women coming into, into the industry and gaining the qualifications that you have and setting up successful businesses along the way? Um, I personally think too much is made of the whole um right. women in the outdoors thing Interesting. I'll get shot down in flames for this <laughs> um, but there aren't as many girls out there doing it so i'm not in a, an agreement that we should have 50 50 percent um 50 male 50 percent female instructors i think if you really want to get out there you get out and do it yeah. um maybe i'm old school in that sense i've it's like when I joined Mountain Rescue, there weren't that many women around, yeah. and you really had to fight your corner. Um, and I can remember one guy saying to me, 
only proper chaps do this. Um, and he, <laughs> the thing was, he, he wasn't meaning it in a male, female way. Yeah. I've had a really rough day on my first assessment with my search dog, um, had blizzard conditions, got mild hypothermia. <laughs> Um, and I was having a bit of a moan that night and he just said, you're either a proper chap or you're not. And if you can't stand it, you shouldn't be here. Well, but he would have said exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Male. So to him, it wasn't a male, female thing. Um, and I think too much is sometimes made of the male, female side of things. It's just like if you if you to me, you're an outdoor person or you're a hill walker. It's not I'm female hill walker or you're a male hill walker male mountain rescue a female mountain yeah. rescue you're a mountain rescuer you're a mountaineer you're a hill walker um so from that sense it does annoy me a bit when i hear people going oh girls are still discriminated against in the yeah no, i think you might... go back 30 years then you'll know discrimination <laughs> was. um but um i i just think it's good to see anyone getting out there and enjoying it i think to me if you look at are there not enough of any particular group often it it is the ethnic background mm. um ethnic minority background groups yeah. who find it harder to get into the outdoors whether it's there because you're a female in certain cultures or whether it's just not as many of your culture full stop are into the outdoors <sighs> um so it's inner city kids mm. yeah don't see many people from a inner city yeah london yeah yeah they don't get access to the outdoors whereas most middle-class females yeah they get access to the outdoors whether it's through um, skiing holidays etc so yeah i I I am a bit different in my thinking there no you've 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 made a great you've made a great point and um hypothermia doesn't care what sex you are (laughs) or or what yeah (laughs) It's funny that it's funny that's happened because yesterday we had a cat called Kevin, the farm cat, invade the podcast. So now your dog's invaded. What's your dog called? <laughs> uh, that's Maggie. That's the youngster. Oh. <laughs> no, it's it's cool. And um, you're right in what you're saying. Falling off a mountain doesn't discriminate. Hypothermia won't discriminate. Um, and again, if you're good enough. If you're good enough, you're good enough, aren't you? Regardless yeah. of of anything, um, you, you you're right in what you say. Sometimes this this trait of oh, we need more this or we need more that. Well, are they good enough to be that? Well, mm, you know, it's that saying, "Cream rises to the top," doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? And and yeah. <laughs> I, I I know some absolute stellar stellar women, um, and I'll put my partner as one of them. We're training for a an ultra race which runs on the North Yorkshire Moors at the end of September. Hopefully that goes ahead. Um, and I'm training really hard because I know, like, she'll have me over the long distance. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. um, her physiology lends itself better for long distance running than me. I'm much bulkier yeah. and much, much, much heavier. So like, I'm training really, really hard. And uh, But, you know, there's other women, Nikki Spinks, Jasmine Paris. These are all people who are ahead of their fields in, in the areas where they run and, and mountains and and, and etc like that but now nah, I, I think it's i think it's bang on what you said it's a it, it's a it's a it's a great point to make because um, i've always found it with the mountain rescue i'm not necessarily the fastest up the mountains and yeah. um, you know there are a lot taller fitter guys than me um but i can search for hours and the same yeah. when i do, do my hill days in scotland sometimes it is the really long hill days um sort of the 10-hour mountain days. Wow, where yeah, it's a beast. I'm at the end of them. 
um, not necessarily with the speed at the beginning, but certainly by the end, still going pretty strong and happy. What would you, what would you say for people who who were wanting to do their MLs? For me, when people ask me that question, I just say depends how bad you want it. You know, if you want it, if you want it fast, then you've got to be in the mountains every week. And if the weather's inclement, then you should look at that and say that's a real testy day. Like, um, I, I'm lucky. I, I had great teachers throughout my sort of training and assessment. Um, and one person always said to me was, "Know your group, I know your mountain, but don't go on. Don't have two unknowns going into a day." Um, and I've always sort of lived by that. Um, know the ability of your group, or know you know your mountain, um, and understand what challenges it, it can present itself. Um, what would you say to people who were thinking about starting their ML journey? Get out and do lots. Um, yeah. People get this real hang up about what is a QMD, um, what's coffee <laughs> mountain day. If you read Facebook forums, you see it time and time ago, again, say, does this qualify? Is this a QMD? Um, and as someone who just goes out and walks for pleasure, I think if you go out and do a decent day, then you'll probably find it's a QMD. Yeah. Um, certainly go out into at least three different regions. Mm. Um, and one thing is an assessor, me and my husband look at, or uh, let's say our ears prick up our eyes, whichever, um, when we're reading people's D-logs, uh, have they got days in Scotland? Because I think it's like you said with Galloway. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't have the yellow brick roads to follow in yeah. certain areas of Scotland. In the lakes, you still do. You do in um, Snowdon. And I'm not going to say that something like the Snowdon Horseshoe isn't a QMD just because you've had to follow a pack all the way around. Yeah. Because people will have learned a lot about themselves, whether it's the scrambling, etc. Um, but if you want to get a variety and uh, really learn, can you navigate and are you good at that sort of thing, then you've got to get out into lesser known mountains, edges yeah. of the Lake District, which people might say, oh, those are only hills. But actually, you can carry up onto a mountain from them, mm -hmm. but they don't have the big paths. And again, go to places like Scotland a lot of Scottish hills, especially the Corbett's more than the Munro's, yeah, uh, yeah. because they're not as popular, they don't have the path. So you spend a lot of the day off piece, so to speak, having to pick your own route through, sometimes through crags and steep ground wow. or just across moorland to get to the foot of the mountain. Uh, so I think just get out, do it, enjoy the mountains, make enjoyment in a way the priority, mm. because the more you enjoy it, the more you'll go out and do stuff. Um, but yeah, try and get some time without being on paths. And to me, the Corbett's is one way to do that, definitely. I mean, the Munro's are fantastic. We've done all the Munro's and we've only got four Corbett's left to do. Wow. <laughs> we weren't going to be doing them <laughs> in the next <laughs> That's gone for now. Um, but yeah, one thing the Corbett's have taught me is there are still mountains out there where you really do have to pick your routes and you may not have any decent paths on them whatsoever you 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 make a very great point there helen because um i'd spent a lot of time in in the lakes and and i can flash like a 25 30k day in the lakes like eight, eight hour eight to ten hours no problem yeah. and and i went to galloway for a, like a, a weekend and i planned like a 30k day now, <laughs> well, and I got there, you know, and basically um, I, I followed the Southern Uplands way to a point, then broke off it, 
and then sort of was trying to follow this route. And it was like nothing I'd ever gone across before. And I remember sort of, I wasn't even at the halfway point. And I remember looking at my watch thinking, oh, like I am massively behind where I think I should be. <laughs> and, and what it made me do is it made me put in an extra strategy and thinking, I'm not going to get around this. Um, and I haven't said to myself, I want to do night nav tonight. And I don't want to be like, I don't want to be out at night on my own in the middle of the Galloway Hills, an area I've got no affinity to at all. And it made me adapt my plan, change my plan and come up with an escape route. And that is exactly what you said of when there is no path, you take these paths for granted. And I was yeah. like, wow, this has kicked my head in today. Like, and I, I class myself to be like a fit, strong guy, but just, it was just relentlessly tough. And I'm like, oh, there's no, there's no sort of like break where it was like nice sort of low grass. It was just all sort of, had trudgy through and I was like wow escape route I'm putting an escape route in I'm going to get a bearing and I'm going to get on a straight and an escape route back to some sort of path and then I literally just made it back as well just as just as we were losing light I was like ah, Christ that would have been interesting slightly slightly embarrassing but uh, no Helen that's great it's amazing how fast we are on paths and like you say we take it for granted but the minute you go on to different types of vegetation it doesn't half slow you up a lot yeah and and you consume you consume loads more energy and you drink lots more water and these are all things that you need to think about isn't it with your root selection and and oh and, yeah and what type of day you you think you're going to have to whoa actually what day am I going to have so no it was, uh, it was interesting uh, Helen we're absolutely flying through this so what we're going to do is we're going to um, sort of look at the five watch the questions that I sent you in, uh, before the podcast um, and obviously it's a COVID-19 special five watts so um, the first one what does your day look like? Well, I am trying to keep into a routine. It's not working. We're going to bed later than we intend. As, and as a result, we're getting up later than we intend. But I think that's also because the clocks went back. Mm. Uh, sorry, went forward. And yeah. that's uh, annoyed my time, <laughs> my own time schedule sort of thing. But um, yeah, I'm trying to get up each morning um, and do some business admin. Yeah. Um, do some personal type admin as well because I'm sort of uh, going through loads of documents that have sat around for the last goodness knows how many years and never been sorted. I've had to do it for my mum's house. Yeah. And it, when I was doing my mum's house, I thought, oh, blimey, I shouldn't be criticising because <laughs> 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 I not either. So it's uh, got me off my backside. I'm doing that. I'm trying to put exercise routines in there as well. Yeah. Um, we'll come on to that for yeah. the next question um and uh, yeah trying to have a mix of doing that sort of thing doing some new things in there as well yeah. and then yeah. I let my husband walk the dogs in the morning because he's yeah. a bit more probably got more cabin fever than me um yeah. <laughs> he doesn't use the computer as much so he's got less options and uh, then I'll walk the dogs before tea right. and then the evening is the time we slum or uh, watch TV, but I'm trying to be really strict and not get into a habit of watching television at all in the daytime. Yeah. It's a habit I've always tried to have when I've got admin days at home. I try desperately never ever to watch television in an admin day. Um, uh, that, that's positively. 
Yeah, that's a great point. If you're looking for something to watch, um, Disney Plus are offering a free deal seven trial at the moment. Disney Plus is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Uh, so that's, oh, uh, Game of Thrones, Shrek. Yeah, no, that's... Abbey. Yeah, that's, that's, fair, that's fair play. Um, second, <laughs> second one, mate. Uh, what workouts are you doing to keep active? All right. How, yeah, how embarrassing. Um, I'm, I'm basically... <laughs> I'm not doing this... Um, Let's climb Scarfell on the stairs. stairs. What I'm doing at the moment, if my Neil cope with this, I'm trying to, to run the stairs every day and add an extra flight of steps. So I'm oh, nice. really hoping to goodness this doesn't go on for six months because <laughs> I'll have knackered my knees completely. Yeah, um, so. Yeah. I actually didn't start at one. I started at about eight. So I'm up to today. It'll be 13 flights running. Oh, nice. Um, and I'll add an extra flight per day as long as I can. That's I'm also good. dancing to music. So uh, the <coughs> 1980s uh, music's really good. Yes. Um, <laughs> actually, the Four Tops and some of the Motel. So nice. I'm just doing YouTube dance routines following uh, the stars, uh, the uh, singers and their dance routines. That's really good. It's also pretty fit, but I um, I have to close the curtains for that because I don't want my <laughs> neighbors to see my dance routine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. It's fair enough. Um, third one, mate. What have you started? Have you started anything new? Learn a language? Oh gosh, I'm rubbish at languages. Oh. I always have been. Uh, so no, I have started something new. I have been working my way through some of the MTA CPDs. Right. So I did the Paul Gannon one, one of the Paul Gannon ones the other day. I've also started a Met Office one um, to do with the weather. That is hard. It, is that, is hard. that a, <laughs> that's Actually, a hard one? <laughs> it's not that hard for me because I did a geography degree, which right. had weather. I've taught meteorology to A-level students for years. Um, but it's just, we don't, whatever you teach, you never know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's new terminologies. So, yeah, I'm sort of everything I'm learning a little bit new. I'm also, I've signed up, and I'll see whether it happens or not, but it turns out there's been a bit of a demand for exam marking. Oh, which okay. surprised me because in the past I've done exam marking for geography for some of the exam boards and although the exams have been cancelled this year it turns out there are parents a bit worried about this situation um, especially long term for their kids Mm. next year and the year after Um, and one of my friends runs a marking award uh, sort of a marking um, service yeah yeah so I've sent my CV to her and I'll see if I get any work from that so it might bring a trickle in i'd have happily been out doing the fields if the farmers needed it but we know arable farming yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. i can't uh, pick grass for them no. um so yeah it uh, if it really looks like it's going to go on a long time i'll look at other courses i've always liked writing actually i used to write fiction in my spare time so whether I'll do a creative writing course or something like that. To yeah, I, I'll tell you what's a, a, a good one. And, and, I, and I have one. Um, I have a, um, a VA. So I'll send, say if I create an event and it's got all the sort of risk assessments, the event details, blah, blah, blah. I'll send it to her and she proofreads it and changes the grammar and yeah. then sends it back to me and then charges oh, me right, yeah. for, for like an hour and a half of her time. Um, before I sort of officially publish it sort of thing. Um, so like that's, 
that's big. It's definitely on LinkedIn. There's a lot of people advertising the services for, for proofreaders and, and people who are, it's just a great time to adapt, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it's a time to adapt. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, fourth one, uh, what have you stopped doing? So for me, I, I can't go to coffee shops. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, working. Yeah. yeah, stop working at the moment. Um, yeah, stop going up the mountains because the Snowdonia mountains are effectively closed. Um, yeah. There's been a stop on all the main footpaths going out the Snowdon, the Carnivide, the Glidders, Moililio, a little about, you name it. So, um, what else have I stopped? Um, is anything is anything like uh, anything personal, like as in maybe you went to the cinema or you liked the theatre or a certain coffee shop? Um, yeah, why don't you buy? Cafe. Whenever yeah. we have days off, we try to go to Shabog Cafe and wind Nick up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so if if Nick listens, hi Nick. Yeah. Best guns, um, best guns in the UK. Fact. Ah, oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and beach walks. We've had to stop that. We're able to keep it up for a little while, but now oh, yeah, it's gone as well. We need to travel, so I'm missing the beaches because the dogs absolutely love mm. the beaches. The other thing I've had to stop is taking my old dog to her physiotherapy. Right. Um, so I'm going to have to do more physio with her at home but, to keep that that, like strong. So when the day the Prime Minister finally says, get out oh. there, what's the first thing you're going to do after lockdown? Uh, <laughs> I would love to say visit my mum and visit my aunt. Right. Um, because they are, my mum's in a care home, so right, I'm okay. not able to visit her but actually slightly longer than the lockdown's gone on anyway. And my aunt's sort of in um, vulnerable health-wise. Right. Uh, but probably when the lockdown finishes for the rest of us, I would imagine they will still be in social isolation. Yeah. Guess. So um, probably get up a mountain. Yeah. Apart from get working as soon as we can to make yeah. it short. Um, but yeah, get up, get up a mountain and get to the beach. Fair the dogs run. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Um, Helen, that's going to bring us to the end of our podcast, but um, feel free to tell everyone where they can find yourself, your businesses, uh, and how they can get in touch with your website, etc. Uh, yeah, so we're on, um, we're on the internet on www.snowdoniafirstaid.co.uk and also www.snowdoniamountainskills.co.uk. Um, yeah, and we, we run both outdoor first aid courses, um, nice. specifically for anyone who does the, the outdoors for recreation, but also who needs it for their jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also the mountain side. So, yeah, we'll be raring to go once it's over. We are actually quite lucky. Most of our clients haven't cancelled. They've just postponed, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and we're really, really grateful for that. But yeah, the minute we can get going, there will be courses up and running. Um, but Straight at the away. moment, to be honest, I'm probably thinking it's going to be at least June, possibly July. Yeah, I, I, th I think so, mate. I think that's a, I think that's a fair shout. I think um, June, June, June is what I'm sort of looking at as well. So, look, Helen, um, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I think it's amazing what you're doing. You're always a constant. Um, and next time I'm down the cafe, uh, my shoot. I'll, I'll, I'll look out for you and uh, I'll, I'll make sure to introduce myself in person. Um, thanks very much for coming on the show, Helen. I appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks Thank very you. much. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah.